What's going on? This be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music Episode 9, and I got a special guest in the building, my girl Jackasu. Yo, what's good, everybody? What's good? Nah, I think we was on social media for, I think, a while. Mm-hmm. A while now, you know. Shout out to my boy Yat Yat. Um, I think I went on his page one day, because I, what I do is I like to... Like, artists that I work with, I kind of want to see, like, what, you know, what artists, what producers and stuff, who they work with and stuff, and, like, you know, how they is and stuff like that. So I went on your page one day, like, a while back, and I like, this girl, she dope, you know what I'm saying? So I like, you know, one day, somehow, some way, I don't know if we do a mixtape, you know what I'm saying, or album, but we here doing the interview. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So tell the people about yourself. All right, well, um, my name, my legal name is Jessica. Um, but I like to be known as basically Jekyll. Um, the reason why I picked Jekyll mainly was because as a little girl, everybody in my household calls me Jekka. <laughs> and then basically soul for two reasons. I have a very big uh, sneaker fetish. So okay. that's why it's spelled S-O-L-E. And at the same time, if you look up the word soul, it also um, solidifies as being unique. So, okay. I kind of figured I like soul. That's like... I like she probably a sneakerhead. What what sneakers did do you like 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 growing up? What sneakers did you like fetish over? Um, to be honest, growing up, I really really had a thing for Jordans. Like it was just you know a thing. Now it's not so much because Jordan kind of raised up his prices. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I kind of like switched over more to Adidas now. But just because like I feel like Adidas just more comfortable shoes. I think Adidas now like it's it's comfortable. Don't get me wrong. Like, I always been a Nike guy. But like Adidas, I think not only is the the it's the, the the technology like the like the feeling like because I heard a lot of people say it's comfortable, but it's just like you see now they more hands on with their fans, you know they more into like the, the culture, mm-hmm. you know not not even just hip hop but like pop culture everywhere like it's like they I feel like they models like just to bring people together and like just dope people together and like just showcase because like. A lot of people we got Aaron Rodgers, James Harden, um, Pharrell, it's a whole bunch of people you know that's under the um, un, under the umbrella, yeah. you know. So it's just like I wouldn't be surprised like if Adidas would surpass Nike or even Jordan in the next five to ten years, you know. Surpass even LeBron. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron shoes ain't cheap either, boy. Yeah, LeBron, I'm not gonna lie, LeBron shoes was like they used to look ugly. But now it's like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I remember when he played for the Heat, mm-hmm. they had the, um, the Everglades. Oh. Them joints is hard, but I like, I'm not, I'm, it cost too much, it was like $300. Uh. But, um, so yeah, so, do you, 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 you a Christian rapper or you consider yourself as a rapper or just an artist? I consider myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. That basically I will always express my faith on mm-hmm. my relationship that I have with God. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just my message is that hope has a name and His name is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it solidified myself. Yeah. My bad, everybody. We outside of Starbucks on Biscayne, you know, <laughs> so don't mind the noise. You know what I'm saying? But um, so yeah, what what where does your passion start? Um, honestly. It started as poetry mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, like, I see my cousin 
he was always writing some freestyles in the house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I want to do that. Yeah. And then one day I asked him, I was like, can you teach me? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're already doing it, just you need music. Mm-hmm. So he ended up showing me how to do it. And then, like, I just started writing it. And mm-hmm. what I used to do is, I don't know if you guys remember, like, the little 15-second ringtones. Yeah, 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 back in the day. Yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, day, yeah, yeah. it was, like, in middle school, I would literally rap with before the 15-minute, 15 uh, 15-second 15 ringtone would come on. So I would mm-hmm. just say, like, a whole verse and yeah. then just play the ringtone to come after. That was before, like, I knew about instrumentals and all the other stuff. Damn, so you so you should do that like with 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. So that what what when I was like around like what middle school? That was middle school. I was think I was in seven, eight yeah, grade. Cause that's when ring, ringtones around the time. Cause you know we all we close when, in age. So. That's when you can send your ringtones through infrared. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. remember that. Infrared, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, bro. Let me see my ringtone. <laughs> you can't do that no more. So so. Um, so, like, middle school is, like, you started, like, rapping and stuff, right? So, when, like, when did you, like, first record your first, like, actual, like, song? Um, I was actually in college. Mm-hmm. It was um, back in 2011. Mm-hmm. It was my homeboy. Um, his name is uh, Demetrius, but he goes by DYFL. Oh. That's my boy. That's my boy. I've been trying to get you on the show. That's my boy right there. We went to school together. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on the show for a while, but, you know, he be very busy and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to you, man. You need to hurry up. Love you, D. <laughs> no, but, like, but for him, like, yeah. we made our first song together. Um, it was called Make a Toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was 18 when we, when I recorded my first song. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just, like, it was just a, a, a love that just hit me so hard that I was like, yo, I want to continue to do this. Yeah, yeah. So then basically I just kept going, different studios, writing different stuff. But mm-hmm. I honestly didn't get to produce like my actual first project until last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it took some time, but I mean, like, he he got me through that first door. He was there with me to write my first song, and it was it was amazing. That's what's up, that's what's up. So, like, the piggyback, so in high school, you never did, like, any, like, um... Talent shows. Like talent shows and either, I either. did. Honestly, all through high school everybody knew that I that I knew how to rap, but yeah. I was very shy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like showcase my talent until um my senior year. Mm-hmm. It was for our senior talent show. Mm-hmm. And um I showcased my first my first song and it was to the I got five on it um instrumental. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to get on that. That's what's up. That was that was my first like debut and then after that I had enough courage to go and record my first song. Did you get like a standing ovation when you when you did it? I mean I had a lot of people that was clapping and they were finally happy that I went out and showcased my talent. Yeah yeah. But honestly I can't remember if I had a standing ovation. But I know like for the first time since I've been in college, yeah. Um I did an actual talent show last year in November and that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing, like to to hear the kids. I'm not gonna say kids. To hear the students. The students. I'm sorry. Student body. Shout out to FIU. FIU. Um, to hear the students basically just singing along, because it just showed me like you know like God is just working in such a yeah. way. Because like people don't understand how powerful music is, yeah. and just within the lyrics itself. So it's just like it was really nice to hear like everybody just coming together and being able to sing the song. Mm-hmm. So this was it. So we recorded. Your first, your first track with D Y F L, right? So what happened after that? Like, what, um, what um, else did you make? Like after that, after I recorded my first track with D Y F L, I ended up coming out on his mixtape. It was um, 
Miami Vice, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I came out on his mixtape, and then from there, like, I just kept jumping on different people's mixtapes. I gotta, I gotta hear that because I heard, I heard the mixtape before, but I gotta hear it again. Oh, I wasn't under Jekka Soul though. What you was under? Uh, Jay Candela. So what? Why you changed the name? Um, basically, like. I was just going through, like, a, a phase where I was just trying to find, like, who I was. Yeah, yeah. So, with Jay Candela, basically, it was just, like, it was just taking the first letter of my name, mm-hmm. and then, um, Candela, which means, like, fire, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it just, my friends was like, what well, sounds nice, you should go with it. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, okay, like, let me just go with it, but it just, like, it didn't fit me. So, then, I didn't actually find my name until I went on one of my other friend's projects, his name is Jaycon. Yeah. And he was like, yo, we need to do something with your name. Yeah. Because he was like, your 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 full legal name is not going to do it for mm-hmm. me. So he actually gave me the name Jekka Soul. And I was like, wow. Like, it was always right in front of me, but I never, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. realized it. So we spoke about it, and I really liked it, and I kept it. That's what's up. So, so who all, like, mistakes you was on? It was uh, DYFL. Mm-hmm. I was on my cousin. Um, his name is uh, Spliff That Shit. Split that shit. Where he from? Down south somewhere. Well, he's from? actually from here, and then he he um, what is it? He has a mixtape that is called uh, Smoking Roaches. I came out on that with him, and then he has another one. I can't remember the name of his mixtape. Mm-hmm. But basically, like I just started jumping on different people's mm-hmm. projects until like I got comfortable enough with what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, when I jumped on uh. DYFL's project, mm-hmm. it was nothing on the level of like Christianity or anything like that. Oh, so you I was so you was cursing. Yeah. Cause on this on on, on your on your most recent um album, the reason why I asked, you know, before we started the podcast, was you consider yourself like a Christian rapper because most Christian rappers don't curse. Like I remember um Yeah yeah, yeah. one time I was like, Yeah, yeah, you curse on one of the songs. You said damn so you said no. Like we literally went, like back, like the whole, like the whole mist, the whole mist I'm like, okay, all right, all right, you, you, you didn't curse, and I, I think I gave him like five dollars or something like that. I forgot, but no, nah, it was before I started to like really get into my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It was more like I was still trying to find out who I was, yeah, and what I wanted to be identified as. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, um. Other than that, like, when I started doing other projects as I got older, yeah. my only rule now is, like, I'm not going to knock you down for whatever genre you try, you choose to represent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But me, personally, I can't jump on a song yeah. now that it just, it basically contradicts everything that I stand for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be honest and tell, say it up front, like, yeah, I did it before. But, like, now that I know what I'm doing, it's more like, okay, like, either mm-hmm. you okay with it. And we do a song together. It's gonna be clean. It's gonna be nice. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you go and do what you gotta do, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. do what I gotta do. But ain't nothing wrong with like growth. Like ain't nothing wrong with like, all right, you know, everybody. We all went through something. Like you know, I ain't gonna lie with me. Like I should do mistakes. I was like thirty tracks. You know, then yeah. I dumbed it down to like twenty, fifteen. Um, and now my my mistakes. You know, shout out to my girl Valona. Um, we doing we we did mistakes. Called a new era, you okay. know, mistake. So I gotta get you on the fifth um, volume five. But pretty much, we can just get like you know dope artists, you know, from anywhere. You know, what I'm saying like I, I always gonna show love to like my city and like to my state. But just like just grabbing different sounds and stuff like that, and putting it together. Yeah, and it's just taught it it, it. it taught me how to just you know learn more about just all right. 
don't settle for one or two or three sounds. You know, settle with, not settle, but like search for a new sound. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I remember on one of my mistakes, I had a, 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 a she was a like a country singer from, from Pennsylvania. And, uh, and some people was like, why you got her on? And I was like, I want to be different. You know, I don't want to be that DJ. That has the diversity within yeah, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And that's, you know, that's what I want. And then, like, I start noticing, like, I do have that diversity, you know, whether you R&B, whether you hip-hop. But then you hip-hop, I know got some people that did, like, some rock hip-hop and stuff like that, you know. Then, um, just with anything, I just like to be diverse with everything because I always feel like the more diverse you are, the yeah. more opportunities come in and stuff like that. So, you know, um, so what was like your your first project by yourself? What's your new name? Um, a project by myself? Yeah. No features? Yeah. I mean, it ain't got to be, I mean... You know what I mean? Like, you wasn't future or nobody else. Like, it was your project. Um, Basically, I would have to say the one that I just recently put out. Yeah, like, yeah. That was my first project that I took so much pride in with my, with my new name because mm-hmm. it was just, like, it just shows the growth of, like, where I was to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's just the importantness of it because, like, mm-hmm. everybody... Me especially, like, I have this thing where, like, time is the essence for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, when I see time and I'm just, like, you know, like, I should be here already. But it's just, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's a lot of people who don't get to wake up to make mm-hmm. it to where you were before mm-hmm. or where you are now. So it's kind of just, like, it's just to show the growth. And, like, I'm actually putting stuff together now for my next project. I just don't know when I'm going to release the next one. But it's mm-hmm. just basically, like, more just being uh, transparent with who I am. Mm-hmm. So, something different. If, well, tell the people about your, the project that you have now. Uh, the project that I have now is actually called Bear a New Name. Mm-hmm. And basically where I got it from uh, was actually from the book of Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the book of Revelations mm-hmm. uh, 2.17. And basically it was just talking about how um, when God gave the, the people the opportunity to choose which way that they wanted to walk. Mm -hmm. It was like he rewarded those that chose to walk with him instead of against him. Mm -hmm. And the way he rewarded them was basically giving them hidden manna from the heavens and then also presenting them with a white stone Mm -hmm. with a new name written Mm -hmm. on it that only he and the person he gave it to. So it was like, if you look at my album cover, I'm holding a rock. Yeah, I've seen that. It's hard, yeah. And it's because of that. Like, it just spoke to me in the sense of where it's like, you're always going to have people that's going to, like, put all these labels on you. But it's just, like, if you made that decision, I made that decision. So it's just, like, like I said, I'm not the same person that I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm still not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, like, I know who I am now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep walking within mm-hmm. that direction. So basically, that's what the album is. Just letting you guys, like, an in insight on my journey. Yeah, yeah. So before... Um I start, like, breaking down each... Because I, like... I, it's, like, a new thing I want to do with, like, with artists. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to... A project, they just, you know, they just brought out. I want to, like, break it down, you know, each track to see, like, why... What's the what's the story behind the track? Okay. Um, But what what inspired you to even do the, the album? Like, what was your inspiration? Because I know artists have... They just... <laughs> you know, y'all like to... 
either you at the gym, you at you in your your room somewhere, you driving. Like what what inspired you? Um, to be honest, just writing the entire project itself. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the songs were pre-written a long time ago. I mm-hmm. just didn't know where to put them. Mm-hmm. Some of the other songs, like they just came within a matter of weeks. Um, mainly my inspiration was just to ask God what message it was that he wanted me to give. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, it's all about what's inside the music. Not so mm-hmm. much the beat, but, like, the message that you're giving. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give something that I felt people needed to hear. Yeah, because, you know, you're an artist from Miami, and, you know, we spoke about this before the podcast, and we were saying that, you know, Miami is still the South. You know, we still a part of that, you know, what people call the Bible Belt. You know, we have... Not only that we have strip clubs and, like, all these clubs and stuff, we, like, we have, like, churches on each corner, you know what I'm saying? Everywhere. And, like, just like me, like, you, you like, just me and you and everybody else, like, down here, we was all raised in, you know, in, um, in the church. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We was raised to, about faith, you know? And, um, what was that, you know... The, one of the main inspirations of you even um, changing your direction? That was one of my main... Because it was just like... I could have went a different direction, but mm-hmm. it was just like... I just had this encounter that it was just like, you know what? Like, I don't care if I'm everybody's, like, favorite artist. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like... I just know what I'm doing. Like, it's just to plant a seed and let just God do the rest. Like, I was very content with that, and mm-hmm. I'm still content with that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just basically what made me change my direction. It was just my encounter. It's just, like, I can't really explain it. Something that you would have to, like, kind of just have to experience for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I ain't forget the 10 tracks, but, (laughs) you know, I've been through a point where, you know, I kind of lost faith in it. Because I always tell people, like, you, you, if you haven't, like, at least doubted faith, you, you, to me, you haven't really got closer to God because it's like, you know, it's like being in a relationship, you know, with a, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, best friend, you know, husband, wife, you know, even, even with your career, you know, we all been through that where, you know, we pretty much like, okay, I, 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 I didn't, you know, I was going through a lot, you know, I was in high school and stuff like that, so I like, Damn, like, is is this really like? Is he is, is he really real and stuff like that? It's, it's like, is faith real? You know. Exactly. So my my mom and my aunt just told me one day they was like, man, like, just it was like a wake up call. Like, just think about where you at right now. You know, you probably would have been in a in a, in a in a different direction. You know, they were talking about myself. Yeah. So I was like, I thought about it, and then like ever since then, I, I just started growing and growing and growing, and you know, as I got older, I haven't you know been back to church. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to go, but I always tell people like I don't have to always go to church. I just sometimes I want to so I can hear the message, but you know I pray every day. I always like I told myself I always learn you know just to meditate. You know, especially when stuff get hard. You know, cause. Never, like my mom said, whenever times get hard, you can go to one per- one person, and that's exactly. God. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. But let's get to the album, because this <laughs> it's like a church right here. <laughs> um, no matter, track one, 
the what's was a dope to me one of the dopest like intros in the album. You know what I'm saying? Especially for up up and coming artists like yourself. What what's the story behind it? Um, no matter. Actually, mm-hmm. is basically just. I feel like everybody kind of comes to a point in their life where they, where you were just saying, like, they doubt. Yeah, yeah. They doubt God and, like, they mm-hmm. even doubt themselves. So when I wrote it, it was basically, like, I wrote it with a different intention in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where it's basically just, like, you know, we have this tendency where we always like to find blame, but we don't look for ourselves to hold ourselves yeah. accountable. Yeah, yeah. So we'll always go blame the next person. Mm-hmm. So basically the song is... Um, it's a conversation between yourself mm-hmm. and what I signify as my spirit, but other people will call it their conscience. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just a um, conversation between the two and basically just like, you know, one part of yourself is basically going off on the other part because they're blaming everything that's happening in their life mm-hmm. because of this and this and this. And then the other thing, the other side of you is just like, no, like you're going to sit down, you're going to listen and I'm going to tell you straight. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's basically what it is. And then just the chorus of it all is just, like, God reminding you that no matter what it is that you've done or yeah. no matter what it is that you think that you've done to see yourself as being unworthy, like, you're not. Like, he died for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you live because, you know, he has a purpose for you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was really important. Because a lot of people have this tendency where, like, oh, you know, like, I do so much bad stuff, like, I can't, like, God doesn't care about me, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to know me, like, I don't got no place or whatever, like, mm-hmm. or people like to say I'm going to hell anyway, like, that's not true. It's not true. So, like, that, I feel like that was very important for me to share. I feel like, you know, God, he, as we get older, he let us, you know, make mistakes, because, you know, we're not perfect, but he wants to see, he, he, he wants to see you know, how we handle that challenge. You know, well, is we gonna let the challenge overtake us or we gonna go against the challenge and just just fight through what we you know, what we going through and stuff like that. So that's that that track like it's 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 it got it got that message. You that know was one of my favorites. Um track um track two, Love of My Life. Uh that one is a very like favorite amongst a lot of uh Yeah it was dope. A lot of my little fans, my little cousins especially, like, <laughs> they know every single word. They even did, like, a little dance uh, mm-hmm. routine for it. Love of My Life basically just signifies that within any relationship, like, everybody's looking to be loved. Yeah. No matter if it's from your friends, a significant other, mm-hmm. within your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot of people get to have the opportunity to have that love from mm-hmm. a, a specific human being. But it's just a constant reminder that... Okay. You're more than welcome to sit inside, okay? Okay. okay? Thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. They're trying to kick us out soon. Um, but basically, it's just um, it's a constant reminder that you don't have to change who you are, and that um, basically that once you were born, you were already the love of somebody's life, and that love, you were the love of God's life the first second that you were born into this earth, and before you was even conceived. That's what's up. That's what's up. Cause um, when you know, I know, I know a lot of people when they heard. Oh, it. oh it mine's my bad. <laughs> but I know, um, I know, like people probably had different. Um, they probably thought you was talking about, you know, a significant other. 
a lot of people do think that and a lot of people ask me too they're like oh is this about a specific person and it's just like obviously people are always going to interpret music the way that they feel mm -hmm. but my main thing was just like just to plant a seed with inside you so it's just like whatever way you interpret it i know what way i wrote it i'm not gonna tell you no you're wrong like yeah, yeah. you know it's just like i can't tell you oh this is the wrong way to listen to music everybody has their their own thoughts yeah 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 so. And uh, we move on to the third track, Tug, Tug of War. Ah, Tug of War. Um, Tug of War basically just signifies the constant battle that I feel everybody faces. Um, you can call it the constant battle between good and evil with inside mm -hmm. yourself. Or basically just between like um, you doing what you know is right mm -hmm. and what you, what you know that God doesn't want you to do. So it's basically just that that fight with inside yourself that you don't tell nobody about. Mm -hmm. And basically just the chorus of it all is just like a lot of days people, you know, a lot of people close themselves out because nowadays people are fake. Like they want to know about you so they can talk about you, not to help you. But it's just like the way I saw that song was that God is different. He wants to know about you because he wants to make sure that you're good. Yeah, because that, that, that was like another deep message because it's true, like, you know, the, especially the the, the um, what I say not the generation but just the time that we live in like you know so much negativity even within like our own you know families and, and, and friends and stuff like that and we just try to you know get away from that you know negativity and just you know try to bring in more you know positivity in our life you know what I'm saying so that's very true. It was actually like I wrote it. Um, just I had someone very like special in mind when I wrote it, so it was just like it came oh. together. Yeah. And who was that? My brother. Your brother? Okay, I thought. No, I was... no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was my brother. My brother was like we were going through a really rough time, so it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. like you know, like I wanted him to know that at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what people say. It's just like. Mm -hmm. The only person who can judge you is God, and it's just like that's the one you should be worried about. No, that's 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 deep right there. That's deep right there. And I always like a, a brother sister relationship is like one of a kind. You know what I'm saying? So I can I can relate to that. You know, like you know having older sisters and even having a younger sister. You know, um, just that bond. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just like one of the untouchables. Yeah. Me, my brother, and my sister are like the three musketeers. Like we're always together, <laughs> even though we have like a gap within our ages and stuff. Like it's just like we're we're each other's best friends. So you the oldest or you the middle? I'm the oldest. You the oldest. I'm the oldest. My brother's the second, and my sister's the baby. Okay, so how old you is you? I'm 24. My mm -hmm. brother's 22, and my sister's 18. Okay, 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 okay. So it's not that big of a gap, but it's like still. You know. Still, like you, the, you the oldest, and so you still gotta look out. Exactly. You know what I'm um, track four, we got hallways. Oh, that one, that one, that one was a really good song. Um, I like that song too. That one, I actually got to produce. Well, not produce, but actually record the song with my best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, which her name is Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Brittany. Um, yeah. basically, that song is just—it's a message that you know, um, the saying that goes. Um, when one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. So it's just basically the saying that, you know, even though, like, some things are not going your way, 
like until God opens another door, like continue to give him praise because it's like that next door could be the door that takes you to where you didn't see yourself or where you thought you were gonna be, but it's ten times better. Yeah. So like that that's what the whole message behind that song. That's actually like uh it's one of my favorites too. And like I said, like, you know, there's nothing wrong. I think I think with our generation, a lot of people is afraid of opportunities sometimes because of maybe the challenges, maybe they wanna you know, um, stick to an environment that they're familiar with. But even I had to learn. I, I had to, you know, take a leap of faith. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing a podcast. I, I, I never, growing up, I never used to like to talk like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But for me, knowing so many people and having so many, you know, connections and stuff like that, you know, I remember people would come to me, you know, sometimes late at night just to talk and stuff about, you know, the situation. And I was just like, you know, one day I may, I may have, I may be like the next Oprah. I should joke about it, but you know what I'm saying? You don't know, like, you honestly don't know. And the way that I've learned is like, God is always going to help you grow in unfamiliar territories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like the fact that you said it like you never were a person to talk. And it's just like, you don't don't notice it till later on, but like you're growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So it's all about growth. Exactly. Track five, got what did I ever do? Um, what did I ever do? What did I ever do? Basically, just um, comes down to like me just basically looking around at my life and just asking God, like, what did I ever do to deserve like just everything, like another day of life, the mm-hmm. blessings that He's given me? Because it's just like as as human beings, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're always gonna fall short. But it's just like He's just. He's not like us. Mm-hmm. So it's just like he still blesses us and like it's just amazing and it's just my way of showing him thanks. Like, what did I ever do but thank you? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I feel like, you know, when we, when we have, when we, when, when things start to come, like, I'm talking about like in, in packs, like, you always want to like, you know, all this good stuff is, is coming to us. We always like, what did I do? You know, exactly. to deserve it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I think it's. I just feel like it's like a. Um, is it sound right if I say cliche? If I mean, because like all everybody, even like the more not not no one's not perfect, but even like the most perfect person would be like, what did I ever do to deserve this? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It is kind of cliche, but it's just like. Sometimes it's just how you feel. It's just like you look at everything around you and you take a step back and it's like, wow. Like, like, cause there are times, like, even when you doubt, I was like, I doubt you. I, you know, sometimes, like, um, not saying that I do it, but like, just sometimes people will call him out his name and it's like he still continues to be there for you, yeah. protect you, bless you. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, you know? Since we since we talking about I Know, <laughs> track six is called I Know, I Know, which is one of my favorite tracks from the album. That what? was actually, I called it my own. Um, was you having fun while you was recording this? I was having a lot. That was actually my Justin Bieber song. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's what I call my Justin Bieber song. Like, for some reason, I had a, um, not an obsession, but it was this song that Justin Bieber did with um, DJ Snake. I can't remember the song right now, but basically mm-hmm. when I heard the beat, I was like, hold up. I was like, I can do something with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just basically like, I had a lot of fun writing that song. I actually got to do it with my, with my boy Sean. And I met him 
like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, Sean was actually the first person to start recording me when I started to do um, my Christian music. Like when I just started doing like freestyles, like coming up. Well, Sean, you got to be on the show because Sean <laughs> went in on that too. I believe that was a track. Yeah, he at the end he did like a little high note. Yeah. Or some sh- I like. And he didn't want to do it, but we made him do it. Nah, he. He didn't want to do it. Why? Like, have you? You have. Um, we not done yet with the with the tracks, but have you have you done a music video for any of these songs yet? I know, I know. Actually, has a music video. Cause I, I was I was about to say like this has to be like your baby in the album like you have to push it yeah this one is my baby that one um it's actually on youtube mm-hmm. and it's in my um my bio on instagram mm-hmm. but like you can look it up and basically you just look up j-e-k-a-s-o-l-e mm-hmm. and um you'll find it so that one's my baby like i had a lot of fun mm-hmm. i actually did the music video and my album release party all in the same day like it was crazy but next time when you make another album release party, I will be there. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Track seven, Time Again. Um, Time Again. I'm actually debating to do a music video between Time Again and Tug of War. Like, I'm I'm still... Why not all ten, why not all ten tracks? Well, for my next one. I don't know yet. Like, I don't yeah. know which one I want first. But... I think Tug of War. Time Again was dope, but Tug of War, we need, the, we need that, in, especially in nine days. It's because the, the vision that I have for Tug of War is just, like, I want it to be, like, a movie. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just that deep. Like, it can't be, you know, like, usually, like, you know, with some things that they don't have nothing to do with the song. Like, I want to infiltrate the mm-hmm. lyrics within what's going on. So, it's like, I have to sit down with that one. But Time Again is basically just uh, a track that um, it was reflected towards me in the mm-hmm. sense of um, I was just going through a really difficult time. Where I was just asking God, like, you know, like, there's so many times where, like, I doubted you, I turned away from you, mm-hmm. I did things that I know you told me not to do, and I mm-hmm. did it anyway, but it's just like, you know, you're still here for me, you're mm-hmm. still here to pick me up, and it's just like, I feel like a lot of people can identify themselves with that, because in the sense of it's just like, you know, time and time again, like, we continue to do things that we know is not right, mm-hmm. or just do things that, you know, we know that we could be doing better. Mm-hmm. But it's just like time and time again, like he always shows his mercy. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. always shows his grace. So it's just like it's like that for me really hit home. So that's why I was like, you know what? I was like, I had to. Well, I hope I'll be in both videos. <laughs> okay. Glorify your name, track eight. Ah, glorify your name. I actually did that one with my little brother. Um if you look on the album, it'll say like featuring J. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that's basically your that's me and my brother. When we first started, yeah. we started off as a group. And J4D stood for um, Justice for Deliverance. Mm. But as we got older, my brother kind of, like, went towards a different path of, like, just making film and, like, choreography. Like, that's what his passion was. Mm. So it's just like, when we did Glorify Your Name, he actually um, wrote the chorus and just basically, like, the, the entire concept of the song. And, like, he came to me with it and he was like, just... I have this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for you, mm-hmm. and we're gonna kill it. And like, it was basically just like something fun. Like this, mm-hmm. this is actually one of our, one of our crowd uh, favorites, just because it's like yeah. has crowd interaction with it. But one was definitely one of our favorites. But this one is like a little bit older. I think we came up with this song maybe like two years ago. So you hold it down. So I, I both it hold down. it down. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. 
And then track nine, he got all all I need. Future was a J Con. Yeah, J Con is uh my boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we actually connected through Facebook through a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. And then like I can't remember right now where J Con lives because every time I say it, I'm always wrong. Mm-hmm. But I know he doesn't live here within Florida. Um, but um, he's basically reached out to me to come out on his project. So when I had this idea. Obviously, I don't write myself off as a singer. Yeah, yeah. But I won't deny, like, for me to try to test some things. But when I heard when I heard this song and I wrote it, I was like, nah, I, I want a singer, beautiful mm-hmm. voice. And basically, like, this song is just a message that at the end of the day, like, even if you have nothing, mm-hmm. like, you have everything if you have God in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, that's the message that I took from it. Like, people obviously sometimes look around, they don't have material things, and it's just like, the fact that you have your life and you know that God has allowed you to live another day, like that's all you need. Yeah. Because it's another opportunity to be better, to go and be great. See, for this, for this, pa- this podcast, y'all, it's God, <laughs> faith, growth, opportunity. Because I said, like, you know, time just, you know, it's hard, but, you know, like I tell my fiance, you know, my best friends, and you know, I tell them, like, you know, every time I wake up, I get kind of, I get extra hype because there's always, you know, new opportunities out here. You never know. Like, I, I, to every artist I met, every every person I met that's, you know, that's chasing that dream, I say any moment now, you could blow up. You could be, you know, that person. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you got to just have faith and just work consistently and, you know, just... You know, you gotta be open up, yeah. open to change, constructive criticism, yeah, and just like you know, being able to put yourself out there in different um, environments that you're not really uh, used to or like comfortable with. Because that's actually something I'm working for myself, like just putting myself in different environments. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. This was a, and then the last track, Bear and New Name, which is the 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 title. So, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because like this is actually the last track. I never seen that before. As the title, of the actual album is last. Like, was that on purpose? It was on purpose. And why is that? I before it, we go deep into it, I put it on purpose because, like I said, like in the beginning of the podcast, I said this entire album is just an insight of my journey. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I felt that in order for you to understand why I consider myself of having a new name a new identity you guys kind of had to have a backstory mm-hmm. so basically all the tracks leading up to it is the backstory man, <laughs> that's what's up man. <laughs> that's what's up he man. is mind blown right now guys I'm mind blown you can just see his face right now and she, like, will, and she will be she will be on my album y'all and people that know that I'm I'm, I'm working on the album you know you know, shout out to DJ Khaled. Uh, shout out to DJ Drummer, which is like my favorite DJ. You know? Mine too. He was the one who, you know, my sister, uh, she went to school at Alabama State. Oh, okay. Uh, and she used, to, she used to live there for a while, and then she before she moved back down to Miami, but she used to always come back down with like uh, Gigi tapes and stuff, and Little Wayne tapes and stuff, and it'd be DJ Drummer tapes. You know, Drummer, he went to Morris, uh, Morris Brown up in Atlanta. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, so, like, he'll sell, like, you know, his mistapes and stuff like that. So, you know, 
hub being going to HBCU, you know, Alabama State, you know, they all connect and stuff like that. So she brought down um, Gigi mistake. I think it was Camp Band of Snowman and DJ Drama posted that. And ever since then, I'm like, this I, I, this man, like, he's my idol. He still is my idol. Like, I want to interview him one day. Like, I just want to sit down and pick his brain and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I want to come out of the album is because, one, you know, a lot of DJs showing that, you know, they could come out with an album, you know, just pick people that, you know, that feel like that's right, you know, for the trap. Exactly. And like I always say, like, I know a lot of artists, you know, and probably the hardest thing about it is not really getting the beats, but it's just like when you get the beat, you're like, damn, who I want to get on it? You know what I'm saying? Like you said earlier, I don't want to push you on the trap. That don't make no sense for you. Like, exactly. Honestly, you'll probably be one of them artists where I'll probably push you on the trap by yourself, or I'll probably push you on the trap with, with... It just got to make sense. It has you know to, like, saying? there has to be, like, a connection. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just know, like, I don't... Like I said, I don't discriminate on, like, being on people's own. Even on people's projects, but for me, like most importantly, is like I have to know what the message, what we sending out, because so if the if it's the right message, but the other artist is cursing, you'll be fine with that. Um, probably not. Okay, because that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, probably not. It's only because it's just like at the end of the day, like it's just like I have to be careful for what I do, what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, it's not like me trying to be a different person. It's just at the end of the day, like, every everyone will hold me to a higher stake just because of the walk that I chose to, mm-hmm. to walk. Mm-hmm. And the faith that I chose, that I choose to hold on to. It's just like, it's nothing on purpose. It's just like, you know, just yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something more for me to try to come up from. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like, you know, but like, I'm not going to even sit in front. Like, one of, one of my favorite artists is, like, is actually Drake. Drake, like, we was gonna talk about that, <laughs> but I was trying to wait. Nah. We gonna talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. So it's just like that's bit. what I'm saying. Like he, like yeah. there's stuff that I that I will listen to and mm. that I'll jam to, but it's just like you know, like I always listen to the messages. Like it's it's really hard for me to listen to a lot of like raw raw music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stuff that's not really saying nothing. Like it's just I can't. Pretty much the little pump. Of the world. Yes, get your gang, get your gang. I didn't even know he was from Dave. I didn't know he was from Miami. Neither did I. Until I had to look it out. Like, this man from Dave? I'm like, he's from Carroll City. Yeah, I didn't know that. So the producers, um, Platinum Beats was like the ones who produced the whole album. And then you also had Death Stars was produced. Uh, All over my life. Yeah, the second. Um, so what, why, like, what was so unique about these producers? Um, I would say what's unique about them is just like their vision to being different to sound. So it was just like, the fact that they had these like club banger beats, mm-hmm. um, like I don't know, it was just something that drew me to these to these beats. Like it just like they would play them for me, and I'm just listening. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know what? Hey, like I like this. Like, and it's crazy because even my engineer when we would play back the tracks, mm-hmm. he's like, like hold on, he's like, you sure we're doing Christian music here? And I would start laughing. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, this don't sound like it. I'm like, there's no words. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And he starts laughing. He's like, "No, he's like this. Like this, just doesn't sound like mm-hmm. like a beat that you would listen to for gospel music." And I'm just like, "Well, I said it's mm-hmm. time to switch it up. Like, you know, we I 
we can make it exciting and still like yeah, you know yeah. like staying true to who I am. Yeah. And still, like, being able to keep up with what's going on today. Yeah, like I, like I said, like, with Lecrae, Lecrae got some chess. I'm like, you can play this in the club, but it, it has that, that message, you know, behind it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, these producers are like your Drake, pretty much. Or like your uh, Swiss Beats. Like, you, ha- you have to have them on board for anything. I, I would... I'm open to different producers, but, like, for this entire album, like, honestly, I didn't even realize that we got all the beats from this one particular uh, group of people mm-hmm. until, like, the end of the album when I had to put the credits together. Mm-hmm. And I realized, I was like, wow, I should have, I shouldn't, like, not even put produced by this, produced by that, produced, I should have just put entire album produced by whatever, but I didn't catch yeah, yeah, on yeah. to it. Nah, because, like, you know, um, I have beats. I'm a very big sucker for 808s. 808s? 808s. So I'm going to keep that in mind. You, okay. you, you heard that? Little Red Red. Shout out to Little Red Red. Shout out to um, Bologna. Shout out to all the producers that, you know, I mess with. Make sure one of y'all had them 808s. But I pretty, most of them, majority of them, they, especially Bologna, she liked the um, the 808 sound. Like, she, she, you know, she's from Jersey, you know. So Florida and Jersey, we got like that. That same sound, that same, like, when it comes to, like, certain beats and stuff like that, like, we got that same, like, the same vibe. It's just that, like, I tell people, you know, she's still from the East Coast, you know, it's more, it's more lyrical. Yeah. Down here, we lyrical, but we more up-tempo with it. We more, like, you know, we need to dance to it, you feel me? Like, we need to dance, we need to hike, yeah. we need to ad like... I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but like, really, like, I'm not very big on Atlas. No, no, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Like, I don't know for some reason. It's just like I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's extra stuff that, like, if if it's needed, then yeah. But me personally, I don't don't really care for them. Like, I've noticed that when I was making the project, like, we would go and my engineer would like, "Do you want Atlas?" I'm like, "No, I'm good. Like, I'm good." All right. So earlier we missing Drake. I'm going to say the top five rappers, you know, for later. Um, you've seen what he he have done for the city the last couple weeks. What you, what you think about that? Me, personally, okay, Drake is, like, my man crush every day, okay? <laughs> like, and this was since Degrassi, okay? He was Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, no, like, me, personally, like, I always feel like everybody kind of has, like, this patronizing thing towards Drake just because he's open about his emotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but me personally, like, he he just, he has a really good heart and it's just like the fact that the way he treats his mom yeah, 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 and yeah. just like the respect that he has for like, you know, as far as like what he shows for the women and his fans and just like what he's done in general, like, he's done a lot within, what is it, a few weeks than what a lot of like local Miami rappers who've kind of like blown up has done since they've blown up, and it's crazy because he's not even from here. Now we get into the juicy part, but <laughs> I want I want you to finish like, okay. about Drake. He's like he's not even from here. This man's from Canada. He's from Toronto, mm-hmm. but you know, coming up in his career, he did mention that he was always in Miami because you know mainly that's where he would come out, do a lot of his um, production. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like this became his second home. But it just shows, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're from here or not. It's just, like, 
you know, where your heart lies. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it was mad love. Like, I saw his video today for God's Yeah, it plan. was deep. I seen it too. Like, and, it like, deep. I was literally in the, in, the, in the math lab. I was watching him. I was doing my homework. Yeah. And I was looking. And I was like, oh, my God. I almost started crying. I was like, like, because it just touched you. Like, it's just like, wow. Like, you know, like... I don't know, like, it just shows, like, a different picture mm -hmm. that, you know, usually, like, a lot of people always have this bad thing to say, like, well, artists uh, only talk about these certain things, they don't mm -hmm. care about other things, like, what are they doing for me, and yeah, it's, like, in reality, it's, like, this man not even from here, and he came here, and, man, donated, like, $50,000 to Overtown Youth Center, yeah, 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 another yeah. 25000 to, like, different schools, it's, it's crazy, like, yeah, yeah. and, like, I have a friend that, like, even, like, um, her boyfriend... Um, went to dinner with Drake, like him and the entire basketball team. I was so jealous. Like I'm not even gonna lie, with I was them, so jealous. With damn Drake, <laughs> come by the crib. My mom, I, I had told my mom about it. My mom was like, "Shit, Drake need to come over here." That's what I'm saying. Like he didn't come to FIU. I was so, I was so upset. Yeah, but yeah. then again, one of my friends was like, "If you had the opportunity to make a video in UM or FIU, what would you pick?" And I'm like. That's not even right, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, we we all we both went to FIU, but you know, even with the with the football players, we all we all we all grew up, you know, you and fans, you know, exactly. like, majority so I, of us, you know. I told them I was okay, I can't be mad, but still, like you know, you gotta show some love, like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. got some bills to pay, I got some classes <laughs> to pay, like this man giving out like ten ten thousand dollars, stack of money, just giving it to people, like it was amazing. It was yeah, I've never man. seen nothing like that. I mean, I always felt Drake showed a lot of love, especially for the South. Like, you know, he, he showed love to Houston, um, Atlanta. You know, his old boy is from, like, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Memphis, Tennessee. So he always showed homage to the South. And, like, to get back to, like, the, the local artists, um, I'm not saying they don't do nothing because it's a few of them. It's a few of them that does it. But I'm talking about, like, you know, one one other person that that have done that is Pitbull, yeah, for sure. Like that, Pitbull opened charter schools and stuff like that. But like Drake, have done so much within a short amount of time. You know, I feel like we have the Pitbulls, we have the Rick Rosses, the DJ Khaled's, the Trick Daddies, the Trainers. Those are the main people of Miami. When that, you think about Miami, those are the main artists that come to mind. Yeah, yeah, and um. Some of it is our fault, you know, because the fact that I had a conversation on my last podcast, you know, shout out to Andres. Um, he's he's the owner of, um, of AAO, AAO um, printing, and he also has his clothing line um, called um, Most Vows. So we, we spoke about, like, how, you know, a lot of Miami artists, you know, a lot of people in Miami, period, like, in different industries... We don't really support ourselves unless we are in a circle. Yeah. And like you look at other cities, even 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 if you look at New York and LA, you know, especially New York, you know, they may have their beef and stuff, but at the end of the day they still will work together and stuff like that. And I feel like Miami is like we Bro, Miami, like I have even like friends that tell me that like if you look at it as like especially like with um I guess you would say, like, within the Christian hip-hop area. Miami's not really big on it, but if you go to Houston, huge yeah, mark. You go to Chicago, yeah. huge mark. You go to, like, anywhere on the West Coast, mm -hmm. huge market. 
But it's just like Miami has this pride that it's just like we don't want to help each other. We just want to like tear each other down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it sucks because it's just like you know we we can all be great too. Like what's yeah, yeah. what's the problem of like being great together, like eating together? But then again, it's just like you know from movies and just hearing like this this type of business is just like cutthroat. It's sad, man. Like you know Miami. We was all, like, this whole city was built off of, you know, the immigrants and, you know, of course, the drugs and all that stuff. But time time flew by, and, like, we in the time where we have so much, you know, people, you know, especially our age that's doing so much. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, now I feel like it's a time of unity. You know, oh, yeah. It's a time of unity. It's time to work together. Because I'm like... Instead of having the artists come out every 10 years, just have them come out every other year. Like, look at Atlanta. Prime example, they come out with artists, like, every year. Five every year. Like, I'm like, who is that? He's from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just, it's, it's, it's time. You know it what I'm saying? It's overdue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way overdue. Yeah, so, do you think that... That it will ever be a, a, a time where a Christian rap will have their respect down here in Miami? Because hmm. times are changing, you know. Times are changing. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like there is a, a very like big um, like opportunity here, but it's just like getting together with the right people mm-hmm. and just like you know just putting yourselves out there, and not being afraid. Like even if people don't agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's the most scariest part because it's just, like, you see everything that's happening in the, in the world. It's, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people just getting killed for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, some people, they just, they're killing you also based on, like, whatever it is you believe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, like, it's just, it's a very, like, uh, how would you say, like, it's a very touchy subject. Yeah. But I feel like it's something that has to be touched because it's just like, you know, like at the end of the day, like there are people who do believe in God. There are people who are looking for that outlet mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't have the means to just travel to Atlanta to go to a concert yeah, yeah. to Tampa every time. Like, you know, it, the same way that we bring all these big major artists down to Miami, the arena. Or yeah, even yeah. the Fillmore on the Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we can try to do that more with Christian artists, but at the same time, like, it's also like a business. At the end of the day, like, regardless of what genre you do, it's a business. Yeah, it's always a business. If, if there's no, if they're not making money from it, they're losing more money from it, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's opportunity for it to grow. It's just getting yeah. connected with the right people. You know, like you said, like, you know, with the different tra- tragedies, you know, you know, the other day with the shooting, you know, up in Parkland. I actually worked not near there, but probably like 20 minutes from there. But the the kids, you know, the day after was asking me like, Coach Mobley, did you did you did you see the the did you hear about it? So I said, yeah. And kids nowadays are more alert. I mean, in our generation, you was alert too, especially what happened with, with September 11th yep. when we was all down here and stuff. And I remember like leaving school early, and I was asking my mom what happened and just seeing the videos. And, like, I feel like music is one of the curves. I would say sports and music is the curves because it keeps people outside. It keeps people not thinking about too much of, the, uh, of the, what's, going, what's on going on in the world. 
it's kind of like your escape. Yeah, it's your escape outlet room, to yeah. kind of just like yeah. zone out. Yeah, because it's like when I listen to music or when I'm doing music or when I'm watching the sport, I don't want to hear nothing about politics, you know. I want to stay away from the from what's going on with the different tragedies and stuff like that. I want to stay away from, oh, now we, the the stocks going down. Because that was another issue the last few weeks. Stocks was going down. So, or the, our president, well, we call him number 45. He ain't my president. You know, talking about the different, you know, immigrants and stuff. But she don't know that this whole country was, was built by immigrants. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, and like, um, with the different, with the different things, you know, going on, you know, with the president, with the, with the shootings, with, you know, everything, like, what you think, do you, do you like, to get back on the, on the Christian rap, Christian, like, just, just the, the Christian music in general, do you think that, because like you said before, like a lot of people always go to God when, whenever something goes wrong, goes 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 back. Do you think as a you know a small community of Christian rappers, do you think that um, is there? I'm trying I'm trying to see how I'm gonna ask, how I ask this. Like, can y'all bring? Think y'all can bring like a a more of a positive impact if people just give y'all a chance? I believe, I 100% believe that we could mm. if people would give us more of the opportunity. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, like that's, basically that's what Christian rap is. It's just like, yeah, yeah. given the impact that there is hope and it has a name, whether you believe in him or not, like he's there. Mm. And a lot of people like to look at him, okay, if he's there, why he let this bad stuff happen? It's just like, at the end of the day, we don't know why things happen. Mm-hmm. He knows why. But at the end of the day, it's all for a reason. Mm-hmm. And whether it's to bring the nation together in such a way that we've never seen it come together before, mm-hmm. or to just, like, I don't know, let people, like, let people know, like, hey, you know, like, the end is near. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I could, I could be wrong, and you can say, like, hey, you know, like, there is no God. Like, everybody's, everybody's going to go to the same place. But what if I'm right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, like, that's just me. So it's like, I think about it, it's like, if I'm right, I know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, me personally, as far as, like, spreading that impact, I feel like if we had more of an opportunity, mm-hmm. as majority of these mainstream artists with just that type of platform, yeah. I think that it'd be, you know, I think it'd be, like, a difference. I'm not going to say maybe a huge 180 difference, but I think we'll start to see a difference within, like, you know, just within the kids, yeah. just like within just the community, just if they give us an opportunity. And it's kind of crazy that you touched that because majority of the, the listeners that I have, and I did like a an ad just to see like more or less what's my age range. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I had a very big age range for like kids within like um, the beginning of middle school towards the middle of high school. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... The way I look at it is just like you have that, and then I also have like elementary school. And a lot of people will look at it like, hey, you know, like you, you're an artist for kids or whatever. And it's like not even that. It's just if you look at it, who's the future? The kids. kids. Yeah. So it's like you start with the kids first, mm-hmm. 
and you start implementing little things here and there, like it does have an effect on the way that they're that they yeah. grow as they get older. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot harder to get the older crowd because we're old enough to make our own decision, yeah. and it's just like we feel that whatever someone like me would come and say is like, oh, you're judging me, yeah. like who are you, whatever. Yeah. Little kids, they don't think that way. Little kids are just so innocent and so pure. Yeah. So it's just like just being able to start with them first, and as they get older, like they have the decision whether they want to, which way they want to walk. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. Like, at first, I kind of got sad that most of the majority of my listeners were, like, young. But then again, I That's realized... That's a positive thing. But I realized that that is a very positive thing yeah. because if you look at mainstream artists, a lot of their fans are small kids as well. Mm-hmm. But me, personally, I'm not going to want to have my daughter at the age of three singing Cardi B. Like, I'm going to look at her crazy. I'm going to be like, what you doing? Like, you better go see some old McDonald's or something. <laughs> like, you know, they didn't be talking about bloody moves and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't know about this. But, but, yeah, but, like, to go back to that, like, now we older. You yeah. know, remember, 10 years ago, we was the the yeah. future. We, we we are the future, but we, like, we we the future of, of, like, we the next man up and being, like, the lead of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always say, like, you know, working with kids and stuff like that, I see, you know, the impact that I give them. You know, they ask me questions about school and, like, you know what I do, and they get you know they be more inspired. Cause I tell them like when I was young, I had people older than me, you know, give me different advices. You know, like not all of them was perfect, yeah. but all of them gave me good advices, and it kept me and it, it taught me how to be you know the man I am today. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of Cardi B, what you <laughs> think about Cardi B? As a as a as a female, as a female artist, yeah. me personally. I'll be honest, I wasn't her biggest fan at first when I saw her on Love & Hip Hop. Just because it was just like, when I first started watching the show, I was like, yo, this girl's real extra, yo. Like, she's real extra. But then, like, I just kept watching the show. And I was like, you know, as I know that she's extra, this is who she is. Mm-hmm. And, like, I started to have a respect for her that at the, at the end of the day, like, no matter what people said about her or what they thought about her, she stayed true to herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I have so much respect for that. And, like, whenever her music comes out, like, she's kind of like Drake. Whenever Drake drops something, I have to go listen to it. Yeah. Whenever she drops something, I'll go and I'll listen to it. And it's just like, just to, like, kind of hear, like, where she's at. In the sense of like where her, you know, her developing process and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's dope that you know she gave up mm-hmm. the being on the reality TV to be real serious on what she wanted, mm-hmm. and obviously staying true to who she is. Because even within her music, she's still true to who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I have so much respect for that. So it's just like me personally, I admit when I first started watching her Loving Hip Hop, I wasn't her biggest fan. But as I kept watching. I ended up becoming a fan because I respected the values that she mm-hmm. had towards herself, which was remaining true, to be able to succeed and get where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I, I like, you know, my fiance loves her. You know, I feel like <laughs> my sister the, loves her too. So that's respect. Well, she up, she up enough bias because you know my fiance. She's from New York. But oh, okay. It. She with me, I respect her ground, huh? She from the Bronx? Nah, she from Manhattan. Well, Manhattan, well, the part she from Manhattan is close to the Bronx. So oh, okay. Basically, I always tell her, like, whenever she get kind of hood, I'm like, that's that Manhattan Bronx like, <laughs> type stuff. But um, I, t- I always tell her, like, you know, at first, I ain't, I thought it was a joke, but I was like, Cardi B is like, she's really, like, she's, she's good. Like, I heard her mistakes, and I'm like, 
this girl could have, she could do hooks. Yeah. Now she's becoming like a Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like 10 years from now, she could be on that level with Drake and Snoop Dogg and all that. Like, you can't put them in the category. You could, yeah. you, they just, in this special... That they can kind of just go. Yeah. They're, they're open, they're diverse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... That's that's why I see her going at it like you know ten years from now, and it's crazy because like I'm older than her by like a few months, you know what I'm saying? But I think I'm older than her too. No, she's 25. Right? Yeah, she she was born ninety two. Okay, no, no, she's older than me. But you still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you, um, before I, you know, we talk about the top five and stuff and close out the podcast. Um, do you watch sports? Um, to be honest, I only watch them whenever my family has them on. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I watch the Super Bowl, but I, I honestly I just watch it for the commercials. Like I'm not <laughs> even like gonna lie. My fiance, lie. man, my fiance, all the all the women in my life, my mom and all them, like I just watch it for the Super Bowl. I mean for the, the for the, the commercials, commercials and, and the halftime show. But the halftime yeah, yeah. show, I wasn't, I was very disappointed. Why? I feel like Justin Timberlake could have did a lot better. Like I feel like I was content with it. Like I felt like yes, he he could have did way better. But he also, um, as a as a '90s baby, he also realized Justin Timberlake had a lot of hits. He did. Like, I, that's, feel like, I think that's why I was so like, because yeah, yeah. I loved him when he was in NC. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> this is what I was not expecting. Like I was kind of, I was hoping, like crossing my fingers that he's gonna bring out in sync yeah, yeah, yeah. and do like something. But he, I was thinking that too. Or, or um, Jenna Jackson, but it was reports that she wasn't gonna come out anyway. But I like, to me, what saved the halftime was when he did a tribute to Prince. I like, yeah. man, I like, ain't gonna lie. Everybody in the hood was Prince. I, I kind of shed a tear when I seen that, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I seen Prince. Um, so what I like to do in the podcast, I like to have, like, top fives, you know, towards the end. Okay. Um, you said Drake is one of your favorite rappers. Um, have... Before we before we have top five rappers, have you had any like um, female like artists that influenced you growing up? Mm-hmm. Female artists that influenced me growing up. Yeah. Um. They don't even have to necessarily be rappers. I know that a lot of artists that I used to listen to was Eve. Yeah, Eve. I used to Eve. I used to listen to um, Gwen Stefani at one point. Um, Queen Latifah. Legend. <laughs> Legend. Um, Little Kim, but it was like it wasn't like every song, but it was it was majority of her songs. Pretty much the the old Kim. Yeah, the old one. From when she first started to like when we was in middle school, I feel like that was her last time. High school, and she was she still had her. But she kind of... Yeah, she was... I don't know. I think she was trying to, like, find who she was again. Because, like, everything was changing. Mm-hmm. Music, everything was changing. But, um... Mm, it's pretty much it. Like, now that I think about it, I listen to a lot of, like, guys. Guys? Yeah. So, just... So, I could just say a top five of... Not just... Because, I, like... I remember, um... I forgot who it was. But I think I broke it down. Top five... No... I never did a top five female. Um, no. Somebody did that to me, and I, it was so hard for me because I was like, yo, I was like. So you don't have a top five? Like, females, overall? 
I have a top five like of artists that I like to listen to, but based on like their lyricism. But, um, so we could go, we could go by that, like by lyrics, cause I, that's what my dad. Um, shout out my my boy, my homeboy Ladarian. Um, a couple of episodes ago, he broke it down. Like that was like the that was that was the longest like podcast like I ever did, like three hours. Oh wow! But he broke down each artist like his true top five, and they had like a top five lyrical. So you t- you talking about lyrics as far as like overall just females you know you could you could do that as well. Um, you know? I, like I said, I didn't really listen to a lot of females growing up. Mm-hmm. It was mainly like guys, but so what's so your top five? For top five for guys, I'm gonna say Biggie, Tupac, okay, Kendrick, Logic. Go, go on with your fifth. Hold on. Because this is hard. Because it's just like, I'm between Eminem, and then I'm also between, um, I'm between Eminem and I'm between J. Cole. Mainly J. Cole because he's a storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way that I see myself too. Like, I like to tell stories. And then, like, with Kendrick, he basically, at least now... He talks more within, like, the politics of what's mm-hmm. really going on. Mm-hmm. He, and, like, kind of puts that in there. And then Logic, Logic's just, Logic's just a beast. No, I love Logic. <laughs> Lo- no, I love Logic. It's a few people that, yeah, with Logic because of, I guess, because the biracial thing. Yeah. Um. Explain your top five. So Biggie was a, is, 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 is in any order or is this? No, just... Whichever. So Biggie, you you said first. Why Biggie? Biggie mainly because growing up when I used to get dropped off, from my dad always used to have in the car. Mm-hmm. So it was like going to school, or just always listening to what was it? It was Juicy and um. <laughs> like, I mean, it was Juicy and um. Oh my God. I can't think of the other one right now, but I know it was Juicy. That was always the main song when yeah. we got in the car and we got out of the car. Don't ask me how it got to the front <laughs> and the back, but that was just my dad. And then um, with Tupac, it was mainly um, Dear Mama. Yeah, Dear Mama, yeah, yeah. Dear Mama and then um, California Love. Like, Classic. I don't know. Like, it was just something about those two. That it was just like, it was two totally two different songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, with Hail Mary... And then, um, what was it? I know that they made a cover too, but it's basically, um, that's just the way it is. Oh, it'll never be the same. And yeah, it changes. Changes, yeah. yeah, yeah, changes. Changes, like, they made a cover too, and it's crazy because it's just like, even now when I listen to it, I was like, I don't know. It's like one of my favorites. But it's like, it's, it's crazy because what he talked about, between what him and Biggie talked about back then, yeah, it's happening on now. now. Yeah. So it's just like, you know? And then, um, what else did I say? Logic, but I want to no. I want Logic to be loud. Okay. So you said J Cole, Kendrick, and Eminem is like a you know you don't know about J Cole and Eminem is like a. Eh. Because with Eminem, me personally, it's just like I've never. I think the only rapper that's ever like tried him is Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. But like everybody else, Kendrick, I remember he came after him, but he came after a whole bunch of people. He came yeah, after yeah. him. He came after. Drake, he came after J. Cole, he came after all of them. 
And what song? I mean, Ja I mean, back in the day, Ja Rule came out after Eminem, but Ja Rule is a rapper, but Ja Rule to me is not. Uh, nah, good. I didn't. He made some good music. Because he remember, he remember, yeah, he made some good music, but I remember he had a beef with Eminem. And he talked about Eminem's daughter, daughter yeah. and then Eminem went off. I feel like low key, Eminem ruined Ja Rule's career than Fifty Cent. A lot of people ain't talking about that, but you heard his response. You know what I'm saying? But all I know That's up for the debate. Is that with, <laughs> with Eminem, it's just like, you barely see white boys that have, like, the lyrics. Yeah. It's just like, you put him on any beat, like, now he even got a song with Ed Sheeran. It's just like, just stuff that I didn't even think, like, with his album that he came out now. It's just like, it's just kind of mind-blowing, because it's just like, he's been, not that he's been quiet, but it's just like, he's been doing other things. So you like the album? I like the album. You one of the few people that... I- I never heard the album because I'm scared because of all the reviews. Maybe I would like it too, but everyone like that that's why Eminem fans like got them like Eminem is my favorite rapper of all time. So like I heard that the, the it, wasn't it wasn't it wasn't his lyrics. It was more of the production because you know him and Dre was always together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Eminem had the lyrics, Dre had the production, so that worked. You know what I'm saying? Even Eminem would produce a song here and there. But why you think it was? I have to listen. Now you gonna make me listen to the album? Well, me personally, it's a, it's a, it's not the same Eminem yeah, from Eight Mile yeah, and yeah. from Curtain Call. Like, so it's just like if you're gonna go with that mentality, you're gonna be disappointed off it. But it's just something different in the sense of where like, you know, he has like different genres joining him mm-hmm. to sing while he's rapping. So it's just like. Air Sharon is dope. Exactly. You know and it's just like, I don't know, like, it was just something different and it felt nice mm-hmm. to listen to him, like, basically, like, going into different areas that I'm pretty sure was scary for him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my fans are used to this. You know, I'm coming back out, you know, with an actual project since mm-hmm. God knows when. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, what are they going to say? But it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. It's like, I didn't, like I said, it wasn't like, what I'm used to, but it wasn't something that I was like, you know what, I'm disappointed, it's trash. Like, I can honestly tell you Drake's um, More Life album was trash. <laughs> that album was trash. Like, so, me, so what, alright, this, this, now this, this one, okay. this one right here, because More Life, I'm not gonna say it was trash, it was alright, but I like views better. Views to me was, Views brought me back to that Drake when you know so far gone, but mixed with like uh, take care and stuff like that. Like it was like a mixture of both. For me, it was a mixture of so far gone, take care, yeah. and nothing was the same all together. Yeah, all together. And I was just like, dude, like that was that was the first concert that I ever went to of him mm-hmm. when he came for the summer sixteen tour. Mm-hmm. Best. It was the best gift to myself that I could ever got myself. <laughs> like I was right there in the front, and he went way back to so far gone. Like within his music, nothing was the same. Like it was crazy. But like I said, more life to me was trash. Like I waited so long. I purchased Apple Music just to listen to the podcast before the album released, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just like I've never gone through an entire Drake album where I skipped through it. I let it ride. Mm-hmm. That album, I think, I only like three songs. What songs was those? Um, Teenage Fever. Good. Um, Blim. 
but it wasn't a lot. I just know those two were the ones that I used to listen to a lot, and it was like it was just catchy. But I don't know. More life trust. Well, I, 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 a lot of a lot of people said it was. I I I, I said it. I. If he would have came out with a tour for more life, I would have not bought a ticket. <laughs> now, if he comes out with a tour for scary hours, mm. I'm there. Mine's, mine's is on. Um, my favorite song from that from that EP. Not, not. Um, if you read it, it's too late. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the scary hours. Scary hours. Not God's plan. Diplomatic. Um, that's my. That's. Bro, we diplomatic talk, immunity. We talk about J Lo, cause that's my, you know, that, <laughs> my my fiance. Everybody know that's my baby right there. So I feel him. I'm like, yeah, she doing with A Rod. Now A Rod ain't got nothing against you. You can be on my show, but I'm like, <laughs> I know. It's just like, man, look. When I heard that, I was like, yo, the boy is back. Yes. Like, because me personally, with more life, it pissed me off because I'm like, yo, what's he doing? Like, he's not rapping. He's singing, but the majority of it, it's not really singing. He put in other people from yeah, the yeah. UK to be on the song. And I'm like, okay, bro, I'm just saying, trying to put people on. But, like, I want to hear you. So, I'm paying to hear you. So, what's you, so, what you thinking about? So, if you, th- you thought that was trash. What you thought about him in future? Um, Join. I like oh, it. Oh, Jumpman, Jumpman? Like the... the, the oh, um, um, What It's Time To Be Alive? Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Like, for... A collab, a collaboration yeah. album, yeah. Cause some people felt like it was rushed, but I thought it was pretty good. Closing in about five. Yeah, they close in five minutes, though, so we we about to wrap up. Um, so before we close it off, we said J Cole, Kendrick. Now, now Logic. I want to hear this before we close out the podcast. Okay. Well, mainly with Logic, I found Logic on um. Pandora, mm-hmm. and it was um, from one of his first albums, and the song was called, oh my god, what was it called? I just know the song goes, um, like the chorus, it goes, what, what, I think I know the song you're talking about. I just can't think of the name right now, but it's like, I heard that song, and it was just like, I was like, yo, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. So I started looking him up, and then when his, um, when his recent album had came out, like, it was just like, he was touching all these things that I feel like he's one of these artists that's not afraid to touch the sensitive topics. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he knows he's going to be judged for it, but mm-hmm. he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, what he did with the um, 1-800. That was beautiful. We need, that. That was, a, that was a much needed, you know, track. Like, for me, like, um, a lot of people fought, you know, with depression and stuff like that. I never... Went to a point where I want to commit suicide, but depression and anxiety, all that stuff is real. It is you know very what I'm saying? And, and I feel like, especially with us being creators, I feel like a lot of creators deal with that. You know, I guess because, not because of the pressure, but just because you want to make it. You know what I'm saying? You're creating all this stuff, but it's not. It's not really like something's important. It's just like, yeah. you, it's pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I heard the song, and honestly, I was like, even looking at the album, I'm like, okay, why he needed this? Then I saw the last song, and it was that, it was the the one eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking, at it, I was like, okay, um, I don't understand. Then I called the number, and I was like, oh, I was like, 
because when I first heard it, I was like, okay, why does he sound yeah, so suicidal? Yeah, I did. Suicidal? I ain't gonna call the number two. I was, I was like, oh, like, shit. Why does he sound number? so suicidal right now? Yeah. Like, you don't want to be a liar. Like, what he talking about? Like, what is this? What am I listening to? And when I when I looked at it and I, I looked it up, I was like, wow. Like, that was amazing because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to talk about those things, like mental illness and just, like, things that are scary to touch about. And it's like, he touched about it. He gave those people a platform to know, like, hey, you know, you're, like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just... Being transparent, and I feel like he's one of those artists that the reason why he wants to continue to stay transparent is because he wants his audience to continue to identify themselves within his music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as an artist, that's our job yeah, to yeah. be transparent so that our fans can connect with us in yeah, a way yeah. that it's just like, you know, you wrote that song for me, like you were thinking about me, and in reality, you probably weren't thinking about that exact individual person, yeah, yeah. but you were thinking about the concept of it all. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I respect him a lot for that. So, before Starbucks close on us, you have any shout-outs? Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to my engineer, Tony Grandson. Uh, he helped me pre- basically put together this whole album, very new name. Mm-hmm. You guys want to stream it? It's on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube. You name it, it's there. Um, basically, just give a shout-out to my old boy, Sean. Jaycon, uh, my best friend Britt, and my little brother, and just basically like, everybody that actually got the opportunity to listen to the album, send me your feedback, and just, you know, give me the opportunity to just share a little bit of my journey with you. Uh, That's what's up. So I appreciate, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you Next time, me. hopefully we'll be more in a quieter space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but um, shout out to Starbucks. Shout out to Starbucks um, on Miss King, you know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> Sports biz music. Um, we on. Uh, I'm on. Uh, the show is on radio. On public, all heart radio, iTunes, TuneIn, um, radio app. Uh, coming soon to YouTube, SoundCloud. It's on Vaudu and Spotify. We try, I'm just trying to just blow you got, up. You got to. You got to. You got to make yourself as. You know, accessible as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accessible <laughs> as you can. Yeah, yeah. But this, this been your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music with the with the guest Jacob Soul. All right. And we DJ. out.